0: Well, hey, we've got something a little different for you this morning than maybe our typical flow, all right? Uh, just a sweet opportunity this morning uh, to share with you a little bit about what we have going on in our missions domain, all right? So we've got Pastor Steve McGinnis back here, and uh, we've got a partner in ministry that we're going to be working with down in Haiti. And uh, I don't want to say much. I'm going to let them kind of walk through a little bit. And they're going to help us understand, and then we're going to take it from there and walk through the word, all right? So Steve, I'll hand it away.
1: Well, Good morning. Okay, just wanted to make sure you guys were awake. Uh, we are excited to be here this morning, and as Pastor Tim said, I'm Steve McGinnis, I'm the missions pastor here, and I am here with Pastor Abraham Comper, and uh, he and his family, his wife Evelyn and their son Luke and daughter Rebecca have been here for the past uh, about four days, and have, we've been showing off Peoria, Illinois and Central Illinois and and looking at a lot of farms, and cornfields, so uh, they know that we're known for one thing. Caterpillar and cornfields, I think, is uh, is where they're at. But uh, uh, we've been able to partner with them and to do some international missions with them over this past year and really looking forward to... Uh, uh, what's coming up in the next year or two in the future as well uh, as we partner with them. So I, I've got just some questions. I'd like to walk through with Abraham, some things that we've talked about, some things that he shared with me, and and love for you guys to hear as well and kind of draw that out. But um, maybe we'll just start off. Uh, Abraham, uh, you're not from around here, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Tell us
2: where you're from. I am from Haiti and the southeast of Haiti, on the coast that is named Jacmel.
1: Okay, and uh, Jacmel, what, what are some things that, uh, if you say Jacmel is known for something, what would that be?
2: Uh, Jacmel is known for its hospitality, it, its safety, and, uh, and the, the nicest beaches in the area.
1: And I can attest to all three of those things. The beaches, the safety, and the hospitality as well. Uh, It
2: is called uh, the city of light.
1: So your church there in Jockmel, can you tell us how old is that church?
2: The church is uh, 15 years.
1: 15 years.
2: It's a church that is born in our living room.
1: So you uh, planted that church uh, 15 years ago from... Just really, you and your wife, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, we we planted the church in 1999. It was uh, in our living room when my my wife and I we decided to not keep going to the to the Baptist Church of 1845 that we've been attended, and realized that uh, God has put in our in our something different, unique, and we decided to launch the church and worship the Lord in our living room. And God is added every day to the church, as the Bible says, those who were saved and we keep going.
1: Yeah, yeah. Good. Um, From that then, uh really the ministry has grown. Maybe if you could just describe uh, it's kind of the magnitude of ministry that uh, that your church in, uh, has there in Jocmel.
2: Yeah, since then God has been so great, so good, good to the church, and has multiplied the the church members, the leaders, and all of the people who join us in this journey and has made the church a very a healthy church in the area very unique in the point we worship the lord uh, preach his his word and uh, serve the, the church members and and in the community and the community and god we have we are able to see god working in in the families bringing broken marriages to uh, bringing them home and bless the families and put people in unity, in peace to serve the Lord.
1: Uh, amen. And and not only that, uh, the church, uh, you've got a, a number of different ministries as well. Maybe if you could tell us a little bit of, of some of the other ministries
2: that uh, has been started through the church. Uh, yes. Uh, in Haiti, uh, maybe some of you hear about Haiti. It's, the, it's a very unique uh, country. So I am not a disciple of poverty, but there's a lot of poverty in Haiti. So we're serving a mighty God, God of the universe, and we we believe in His resources, His provisions for us. But we are surrounded of poverty, and as our government does not take. The responsibility it's we will always realize that it's church responsibility to go and take care of the widows take take care of the needy people the orphans and so many other others in the area so our area was the one of the worst area in the community so as soon as we've been Serving, preaching the God, God's word in the community and God keep working in the hearts of the people and changing this area and brought these people into His kingdom. So we were able to launch a school for the kids in the area and uh, we hire people from the church and other professional people to teach these kids and this ministry has Grown up to this point and has become one of the famous school in Haiti with 1,400 kids. Amen. Amen. You know, it's... uh...
1: Not only that, just to give you a little background with that, the church is really about 400 or so people at this point. They also have an orphanage, and you've probably heard as we've made some trips down and worked in the orphanage, about 57, I think, kids right now in the orphanage with this year, and they were able to grow, as well as a training center for many of the adults, and just really a lot going on. Uh, there, and God, God's been really good. But let me just ask you, with all of that activity and, and a lot of great ministry, if you would say that that you want to be known for
2: one thing, uh,
1: what, what would that be for?
2: Uh, I'll be, I'll say that uh, I'm none of preaching a uh, vertical message Amen. and uh, stand for God and equipping the saints and building leaders to raise an army for God to take Haiti from this step and move forward. Amen. Amen. You know, it's one of the...
1: We've, uh, in our conversations over the past days, I don't know how many times the word gospel has come out and just uh, really appreciated your heart for just sharing the gospel and everything. And just to give you all a, a little bit of uh, of kind of the timetable and schedule of, of what's going on with Pastor Abraham and their family, uh, they have been in Elgin um, since uh, the 1st of September and they are at the Ministry Training Center with Harvest Fellowship for a three-month period. And uh, so they are being trained in kind of what Harvest DNA looks like, and and uh, they will be heading back to Haiti, I think, right around Thanksgiving, um, for them. And then um, Pastor Abraham will be then coming back uh, by himself in the month of January. So the Haitian is coming to Illinois in January. Let that settle. So be praying for that as well. Uh, he has never seen snow so in for a treat there uh but um and so he'll be here for a month in january and uh uh be interning with us and just doing ministry with us for that month and then be heading back to uh Jacmel to their church to really train up their leaders and we're shooting for a uh uh, a replant in which they will become a harvest uh, bible chapel church they 'll be harvest Mel then sometime in the spring, uh, hopefully in uh, April and then uh, we 'll be working with them and kind of the lead church with with them as they move forward, providing some eldership over the next year or so uh, with Pastor Abraham until they get their elders in place and and uh, also looking forward to being maybe a part of uh, some of the future church plants. Uh, that they've got in mind in that area as well. And so God's doing a lot of great things uh, with that. And let me just ask you, if we could be praying for the ministry there with the church and that, what, what are a couple of things that we could be praying for uh, in regards to your
2: ministry? Yeah, I would ask the church to pray for my family while we're here at the training center. And we, 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 we leave behind uh, so many people because we have 150 people in the ministry that is back in haiti that we need to pray for the ministry to keep going in faith we also need to pray for for the church uh, i am so glad and see what god has been doing through this ministry how uh, he has brought you from the other other buildings and place you here and we've been going through uh uh times like that that the church is very healthy a healthy church but we're struggling also with so many people who stand in the playground cannot find seats in to worship the lord we have last time we have more than 150 people standing around so this 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 year we praying we praying that god can open the doors of opportunity so we can build him Put God in, in church, put God in with a worship center. Yeah, yeah, they, they have a room in which they meet, about 100,
1: 120 people can meet in the room. And uh, what he's describing, it would be as if we took 150 people and put you out in the atrium and just pointed a speaker in that direction. They can't see or anything. They're outside in the courtyard, and they've got so many folks that are just coming out and just to hear the gospel uh, that's being preached. And so, we're really praying for for some ministry uh, worship center space as well that could be built in this coming year, and and be praying for the family. Thank you. I, I, really, I think uh, Pastor Tim, if we could just take a moment, and we'll just kind of transition down and maybe pray over their family at this time. Thank you. Have
0: you guys come on up? You want to come up too, hon? And uh, we appreciate you sharing. It's uh, so great to hear what God's doing internationally and what he's doing in Haiti. Thank you uh, so much for uh, being with us and taking some time, doing a ride on a combine, hanging out in the farms. And uh, let me pray for you guys here. Father, we just thank you for who you are, Lord. We thank you for all that uh, you do with us, uh, all that you do here in central Illinois, all that you're doing internationally as you move people uh, to love you, to know you, to worship you. Lord, we just pray for this family, that you'd give them uh, safety, that you'd give them health while they're here in the States, while they're learning at the training center. Lord, may you just make clear what you'd have them to know in these uh, months and weeks as they learn now. And uh, Father, we just pray as well for safety and travels back. Lord, we pray for the ministry going on in Jackmal right now and the, the hundreds that have uh, are remaining down there, continuing to do ministry, continuing to love you. Lord, may you be worshiped. May you be glorified. Uh, Give them a strength and a power each week, each day as they're doing ministry there. And Father, we just pray for clarity in these upcoming weeks and months. Uh, What does it look like to build down there? Uh, What does that mean to build into in the depth of people? And, And Lord, may they be on fire for you. And then, Lord, what does it mean to be building broader? And, and may we hear you. May we respond to you. May we see the open doors. May we see the closed doors. May we respond as partners. Lord, may you be glorified. We thank you for all you're doing in Jack Haiti, Lord, we thank you for this family. It's in your name we pray. And all of God's people said, amen, amen. amen. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Love you, bro. So uh, I wanted you guys to be able to hear a little bit of what's going on. It's uh, always good to hear that there's more than what's going on inside of our own uh, community, but there's something going on in other nations and uh, other languages and uh, God's on fire there too. And uh, so what does it mean for a church to be on fire? What does it look like for a church to really go after what they should be going after? And, And what is a Harvest Bible Chapel plant supposed to look like and what should we look like? That's the question we're answering today, all right? And we're going to look at it through the tender words of the Apostle Paul. He's towards the end of his ministry life, and he's calling together some people, and he wants to share with them uh, his heart on the church, all right? So turn with me to Acts chapter 20, uh, verse 17. Acts chapter 20, verse 17. We got ushers coming forward with Bibles in their hands. If you need a Bible, just raise your hand, and they'll get one to you, all right? Acts chapter 20, verse 17 is where we're going to be starting. And uh, so note the words here. It says, now from Miletus, he, Paul, sent to Ephesus and he called, well, he called the elders of the church to come to him. When they came, they said to him, he said to him these things. So this is Paul and he's speaking to the elders of the church at Ephesus and uh, he's got some things to say about what the church should look like. All right, so the first point pretty clearly he says serve the lord with all humility in tears and trials Serve the lord with all humility in tears and trials man when you talk about the church of jesus christ This is what it looks like with all humility And we better get that down The church is not supposed to be the place where we show ourselves off But instead where we show jesus christ off, right? and so he says "Uh, you yourselves know How I lived among you the whole time from the first day that I set foot in Asia. Well, how did you live there, Paul? He says, serving the Lord with all humility and with tears and trials. Where'd you get the name of that first point from, Tim? Let's just say what the scripture says, right? Serve the Lord with all humility, with tears and trials that happened to me through the plot of the Jews. Now, you got to picture this. This is Paul talking to the elders of the church at Ephesus and He's probably sitting on a rock of some sort. He's older in years. His back is killing him. If he lifted up his shirt, he's got wounds and he's got scars and he's got marks from being whipped and beaten. And he calls together the church and the elders and he says, listen to me. This is what it needs to look like. You know what I've been doing with you and how I've served with all humility. Can you hear it? I mean, we're getting to hear the heart of the Apostle Paul. He's like, I'm telling you, I, I didn't do this for me. I've done this for Jesus Christ. And, and with all humility, in tears, and with trials. Uh, with trials. Uh, anybody who says that becoming a believer means no more problems does not know what they're talking about. Right? And as we walk through the scriptures, it's pretty clear that there will be struggles. And there are going to be challenges. And God does have some things to teach us in the midst. And man, if we start buying into that health, wealth, and prosperity gospel, we're missing it. All right? And uh, praise God, he does bring great blessings at times. And then there are times where he rocks our world. And we're not sure what's going on. And hear me, Paul says, with tears. And there's nothing wrong with tears. Tears are a recognition that this hurts, man. And it's okay that we recognize that trials bring some pain. And it's okay that tears are present. Apostle Paul had them. He's going to say it a couple times in here. In fact, if we're trying not to have tears, we might just be faking it. And trying to pretend we're all good with what's going on when in fact it really does hurt. It stings deep. And so let's just be careful. The word trial, what does it mean? It means God brought this, He's allowed this, His sovereign hand has said okay to this, and it is not necessarily a consequence in any way for what I'm doing. Like if I'm sitting in prison holding the bars and I'm looking out and I'm like, oh, this is such a hard trial, I'm wrong. That's not a trial. That's a difficult consequence, but i'm there because of me and my choices when paul says trial He's talking like i'm telling you I was doing what god called me to do And yet god allowed this difficult moment upon us. All right And, uh, and so lord i'm now looking at you And yes, I have tears in my eyes and the world is blurred as I see through those tears, but i'm watching you move that's how we stand with all humility In the midst of trial and this church has gone through a ton of trial there's been a lot of hurts and a lot of heartaches and I'm looking out right now and seeing some of those tears and some of those heartaches and right now even in this week as we're wrestling through a few things and Paul knew exactly what it was he said hey I was there because of the plot of the Jews everybody say not deserved right. He was doing what God called him to do, and they weren't getting what was correct. And uh, nonetheless, Paul was under oppression. He says, how I did not shrink from declaring to you anything that was profitable. I made sure if you needed to hear it, I shared it. I didn't care what the cost. And teaching you in public and from house to house. Hey, Tim, how can we do this big Sunday morning thing, and then we also do impact groups in our homes? In public, and from house to house, all right? We're just taking the model that God's given us in Scripture. We're seeing in Acts, and, and so we're doing it the same way. We we gather together as a whole body, and we worship and praise Him. We hear from His Word, but then we break it down, and we do impact groups in groups of 10 or 12 or 15, some of them up to 20, and, and we do them in those small group settings and the from house to house. Paul's like, I'm telling you, we did not shrink away from sharing with you what you needed to hear that which was profitable what did he share testifying both to jews and to greeks of repentance toward god of repentance toward god and of the faith in our lord jesus christ repentance and faith that's what he taught repentance and faith like get this you need to be done with the sin you've been investing in you need to be done with self and need to be on with your king Repentance it means to turn 180 and move away from that's what it literally means So whatever you were standing in be done with it and move away Repentance and uh, but it's not just about works. It's not just about some action where you give up sin It says and in faith of our lord jesus christ It's like I believe That jesus is god almighty I believe that jesus died on the cross for my sins I need a savior. And I believe that he rose again from the dead and showing unbelievable power. And I believe that he is king of the universe. Awesome authority. He is Lord. Faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. That's what Paul was testifying to. Repentance and faith. He says, and now behold, I am going to Jerusalem constrained by the spirit, not knowing what will happen to me there. Except that the Holy Spirit testifies to me in every city that imprisonment and affliction await me. Oh, good. Imprisonment and affliction. Awesome. Right? And Paul's like, I'm just telling you the Spirit's made it clear. I'm going to do a lot of suffering. And uh, that's my ministry call. And, and why is it that we think the ministry call is supposed to be about comfort? Right? And we start saying things in our prayer requests like, hey, God. It's getting a little tough right now. I'd appreciate you lightening the load a little. Where did we get that prayer request from? It's from the inner sanctum of self pleading that we get what we want. Not that God would be glorified. All right. He's convinced imprisonment and affliction. Hey, guys, I'm going to be whipped more. I'm going to be starved more. I'm going to be in jail more. I'm going to be going through it a ton. And yeah, that's what it means to follow the... Lord Jesus Christ, it, it does mean that there will be costs and there will be tough moments. And remember, he's speaking to the elders at Ephesus here, right? And uh, let me just tell you, the eldership of this church gets this uh, in large measure. Uh, the elders of this church, uh, there's seven of us, and uh, we've been going through it. And we're happy to do that and be a part of it. I just wrote this down. This is just the last two years of some physical struggles that we've had going on. Uh, we've had lymphoma, uh, leukemia, a pituitary tumor, kidney stone that went all wrong. It ended up in surgery in a month being pulled out, uh, back surgery, uh, skin cancer, prostate cancer as Phil ends up going for surgery this next week here. So be praying for Phil and... Uh, heart concerns and blood pressure that's unexplainably going up and um, back concerns. And let me tell you, when we walk in the room, it's it's a lot of laughter and it's a lot of high fives and it's a lot of teasing and joking with each other. And then we do uh, every Wednesday night, we do a dinner together, we pray together, and then we walk through the three D's, doctrine, discipline, and direction. And we walk through that, excited to see what God's going to do in this place. And I'm telling you, the seven guys are rallied together saying, Lord, may you be glorified with all humility, with tears and with trials, that God might be glorified. And I love what this elder board's about. Come join us. You're like, that's not a really nice invite, Tim. And uh, I know. But I'm telling you, it's not about comfort. It's about our King. It's about his glory. It's about him being shown off. And uh, so question, are you ready to serve with all humility? Are you ready to wipe away the tears? And in the midst of the trial, stand by your king. That's a healthy church. That's a church on fire. Because as God is working here, I'm telling you, there will be attack And there will be moments where God allows things through, and that's okay. We continue to worship him for who he is. He's in charge of this broken world, and Lord, we worship you. You're our God, all right? Simple question, are you ready to set down your comforts and honor him? That's the first piece. Second, run hard, finish strong. Run hard, finish strong. So he starts out verse 24, But I do not account my life of any value, amen, nor is precious to myself. If only I may finish my course in the ministry that I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. He says, I I just wanna finish strong. It's like being a runner, running the race and making sure you keep your eyes focused on the finish. He's like, I'm gonna finish hard, man. Don't forget the image of him sitting on that stone. Preaching it, and as he's trying to bring it, you can even see him raising up a hand and pointing. And I just hope one thing that I get to finish the ministry I began, the ministry of the gospel. And uh, he starts to go into the detail a little bit here. He says, To testify to the gospel of the grace of God. I love it. Paul did not lose sight of the gospel as we. Just got done with the book of Romans, right? Or the first chapter of Romans. And he's saying, for I am not ashamed of the gospel. For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes. That's what Paul's talking about. I can't believe the grace that we have. I can't believe the mercy that we have. He keeps going on here. There are some among you, I'm telling you that I, well, I've gone about proclaiming the kingdom. But you will not see my face again that was a moment where all the listeners eyes got like saucer wide what what did he just say he just said i'm probably gonna die it it looks like it's over it looks like the next imprisonment and it looks like the next struggle are probably gonna be my end and uh he says therefore i testify to you this day That I am innocent of the blood of all of you. For I did not shrink from declaring to you the whole counsel of God. I love it. The whole counsel of God. Hey, why do we preach the entire books of a Bible when we go through them? To preach the whole counsel of God. Why do we walk verse by verse and phrase by phrase? To preach the whole counsel of God. To make sure as we walk the entire book of Romans. That we hear all of what God has to say to us. And in so doing, we know We are growing in him like never before. Uh, Our job is to run hard and finish strong. And it only happens when we hear the whole counsel of God's word responding to it. All right. That's our job. God, what do you have in your word? Lord, I want to hear all of it. Now I want to run hard for it. Imagine that runner running for the tape. At the end of the race and you're leaning in with all you've got and you're running hard Some of you have been runners you feel the side splitting pain or your legs aching as you driving forward you don't listen to the pain you drive through it and For those of you who aren't runners as you're running you're thinking of the hot dog you could have (laughs) The moment you could step off and get a break and right and he's saying finish hard Look for the tape and run with all you've got Hey, there was, a, uh, there was a reporter. He wanted to be a world-renowned reporter, all right? That was his goal. Problem was he was in a small town, and the things he was writing about were small-town struggles, and quite frankly, not a very large readership either. And, and he was like, man, what could I do if I could just... Well, one day, the dam upstream broke, and the water came flooding down into the town, actually flooded up above window level on these homes people were all sitting on their rooftops to in order to stay alive and so he got in a rowboat and he rowed out rode up to a house tied up to a gutter climbed on the roof and sat down and began to interview one of the ladies there and he was talking through the story and it was a good story it was okay but he's like it's just not one of those stories, you know, but it's a good story. And, and so he kept getting more information. He said, hey, do me a favor. Let's just watch what happens today. And let's look for that unbelievable story, right? And, and there's cars floating downstream and there's stuff going on all day long. They're watching and all of a sudden he notices and there's this hat that floats downstream. And it kind of stops and then it starts going back upstream. And but then it stops. Then it goes back downstream. And, stop, and then it starts going back and he goes... I don't know what's going on with that, but we should probably write something about that. And she goes, what, you mean the hat? And he goes, yeah. And she goes, oh, that's just my husband, Hayward. He went out this morning to say, I'm mowing the lawn and nothing's stopping me. And uh, all right, silly story. Lighten the load a little bit here. And uh, you know what? There's times where we got to go out saying, Lord, nothing. And as silly as it is to be mowing your lawn in eight feet of water, right? Uh, but Lord, seriously, we're going to look forward. We're running hard. We're not going to stop no matter what it looks like, because I know this. My God's in charge. My God who can do anything, anywhere, anytime. Nothing, nothing is too big for him. He has it all in hand. I'm trusting him. And uh, run hard, finish strong. Uh, simple question. Are you ready to set down? The struggles or the future and say, okay, God, I'm pressing on. That's a healthy church where we're all pressing on for his glory. And uh, yeah, there will be a day where we go to heaven, whether through passing away or through rapture, either way, God's glorified in it. And until then I'm pressing hard. That's our call. All right. So uh, first with tears and trials and second finishing hard and Third, be alert. Care for Christ's church bought by his blood. Be alert. Care for Christ's church bought by his blood. He says, pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flocks to which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to care for the church of God. Uh, Pay careful attention. Not just pay attention, but pay careful attention. Uh, What kind of attention? Careful. Careful attention. That means you're watching What's going on? That means you're aware of what's hurting the body. That means you're doing what you can do to try to step in. Notice it says, pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock. Did you know that you're of no value if you're in train wreck mode and then you're trying to help another? Right? It's the same announcement that the stewardess gives on the, on the, uh, Airline flight when she's like, please put the mask on you first and and then turn to the one next to you. And please take care of yourselves and make sure you've got a walk with God. That is uh, an amazing growth in him. And then turn to the flock and care for them to which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. Remember, he's talking about the elders here. He's called them together, the elders at Ephesus. and, And he's saying, you're overseers. Your job is to watch over the church. Hey, I don't know if you guys know this, but as pastoral staff and as elders, we will stand before God, Hebrews 13, 17. We will stand before God and have to give account for how we've cared for you. And that's our job. God's gonna be like, so? Did you see what needed to happen when we needed to take care of this soul? And it's not our job to make the load light. It's our job to care for you with careful attention. All right. And uh, you guys are loved. Care for you with all we've got. And we're laying it all on the line. And uh, you've got impact group leaders. Same thing. Care for you. And they love you. And, And we're all trying to reach out together to say one thing. Make sure it's all about our king. And let's wrap arms around one another and do this together. All right. Paying careful attention. He says, to care for the church of God, uh, which he obtained with his own blood. The church is precious. Why? Because bought with the precious blood of Christ. That's why. The church, we're nothing on our own. On our own, we just run our own way. We do our own thing. We make it all about me. On our own, well, it's selfish land, and we looked at it over the last two weeks in Romans 1, the devastation and the death spiral we go on when we make it about self and self-satisfaction. Instead, here he says, but that's not what you're bought with. You're not bought with self and good effort. You're bought with the blood of Christ. Praise God. We have hope because of our King. We have joy because. Because of our king. We have mercy because of our king. Him on the cross. Crushed. For you and for me. And our faith. Allows him to just pour that on. And cover us. And protect us. Wow. You are bought with the blood of Christ. That makes you precious. In his eyes. Alright. He says I know that after my departure. Fierce wolves will come in among you not sparing the flock. And from among your own selves will arise men speaking twisted things to draw away the disciples after them. Paul's like, I'm telling you, I've spent some good, hard time and I can barely stand. And I know it's probably the end. And you guys better hear me on this. There's going to be someone coming after looking to destroy. And, uh, Notice he says, therefore, be alert, remembering that for three years, I did not cease night or day to admonish everyone with tears. With what? Hey, man, the ministry can hurt sometimes. And that doesn't mean it's going wrong. That means we're doing everything right, quite possibly. Uh, I put quite possibly on there because, well, we might be making mistakes that bring tears. But when it's trials and struggle and God's growing us, man, the right things are going down. Three years he labored with this church. And he's saying, watch out, the wolves are coming. And uh, they're going to tear this place apart if you don't be careful of it. And uh, He's using a shepherding term here, okay, when he says the wolf. And uh, he's not really talking about wolves. Did you get that? Okay, so this is a metaphor. And he's like, you're shepherding your flock. And that means you need to care for them and bring them feed and nurture. You need to protect them and give them enough rest. You need to get them into spots where it's healthy for them. That's the shepherding. And then there's those coming in looking to eat them alive. Destroy them. Watch out. Okay. And uh, hey, shepherds, they, well, they shepherd the flock and they, what do you do with the wolf? Well, you kill the wolf. Okay. This is no small call he just put forth. Watch out. Fierce wolves will be among you. And a uh, shepherd, your job is to bring the heat. And uh, protect the body and uh, yeah kill would be the metaphor that's going down kill the wolves All right. So, uh, well, what's a wolf tim help me understand And uh, all right. So let's make sure we get it bottom line wolf. Here's uh, four things I wrote down Number one the wolf is unsaved They don't know who jesus christ is and they don't care They're coming in because they like the club mentality and they see a lot of people they can feed off of. All right. The wolf is not a believer, not a follower after Christ. Number two, the wolf is all about self-glory. Not God's glory, his glory. Person's glory. They walk around looking like it's all about them. The stuff they do shows them off, not shows God Almighty off. And number three, their actions are destructive and divisive destructive and divisive. This is the wolf looking to kill the unity. And number four, they're Bible resistant or even Bible twisting. That means when the word is taught, they're like, yeah, 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 that's not really for me. Yeah, I don't think so. That's not the way I'm going. The way I see it is, ooh, okay, it gives you the willies. They hear the word Bible and they start looking at the way they can twist it to get what they want out of it. That's the four steps. Here's the scariest thing. How many times do we have sheep that look a lot like a wolf except that they're not unsaved? Where they're causing self-glory, destruction, and even resisting what Scripture has to say. Um, Be careful. These are the things that we as elders are supposed to be protecting against. When we say we're about doctrine, discipline, and direction, doctrine. That means we're watching out for what's being taught. And we're going to very carefully direct as to such. We're going to make sure that they understand what's right and wrong scripturally, biblically. It's not, hey, here's my opinion. It's here's what the word says. Let's look at the black and white of it and talk it through. Let's let God's word speak, all right? And uh, we will be all about protecting. And so hear me, our job together is to rally together. Let his word be a lamp to our feet. Let his word be a compass that directs us. Let us shepherd the flock, all right? That is what it looks like. For us to shepherd together, and it partly means that we have to agree together. Help your impact group leader. Participate well. Uh, Be responsive and reactive with them. Listen to them as they're calling you to walk through things. It's not some dictatorial thing. It's a shepherding and a caring. Work together in a partnership and see the bond that can come in the midst of that, all right? Work with the leadership and the pastorship and the eldership around here as we head towards what God's taking us to. It's an amazing privilege to watch God do a work here and, and if your job here is personally believed to grow, draw self-glory, cause destruction, and not listen to the word, expect some heat. We're gonna bring it. And we don't mess around. Clear enough? We don't mess around. And uh, so doctrine, discipline, that's when we're dealing with you're not listening to God's word and it's time to respond. That is what it's about. Protect the church. And a healthy church will train and teach and shepherd and love with tears and in struggle and will fiercely protect against the fierce wolves. All right? Clear enough? All I can say is this, guys, you're loved. You're loved with all we've got. And uh, I love laying it on the line for our king in this place. Whatever it looks like, whenever it comes down, that he gets glorified. And that we're conformed to his image. And that's where this elder board is at. That's where this pastorship is at. There is a heart that is beating after God. Have you noticed that God has been blessing this place? Have you noticed that? Dude, that's not by accident. As we humbly get on our knees before him and let him lead, God does amazing things. That's what we're looking for. As we, in tears and and in trials, as we uh, lean in towards the tape, and as we uh, strongly... Here, go after um, protecting and caring and shepherding. That's a healthy church. That's this church, praise be to God, and man, may we keep doing it. And if you see it missing, feel free to have a chat with us. All right? It needs to happen. The end. That's where we're at. So, simple question for you Are you the sheep? Are you the wolf? Are you the sheep that looks like a wolf? Figure out who you are and commit to where you should be, which, by the way, is sheep. I'm following, Lord. I'm listening. And uh, let's get there. Let's be ready to accept from him all that he has. And then the last one here, fourth, build up followers through Christ and his word. Build up followers through Christ and his word. This is the fourth point. He says, and now I commend you like I'm handing you over. I'm showing you where you should go. I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, to God almighty and to his word, to God almighty and to his word. That's who we're to be commended to, to who, to God almighty and to his word. One more time to God almighty and to his word. That's the goal. And uh, well, what's the result? If you do that. And uh, which is able to build you up and to give you the inheritance among all those who are sanctified Is able to build you up to make disciples. That's what we're all about here making disciples May we build one another up. May we look more like christ. May we be on fire in this church May our god get his glory may everything be about him and as we're transformed to look like him Then we're doing the job. That's what it's supposed to look like you More like Christ, being built up, made to look like him. And uh, wow, what what a privilege to be built up. We talk about it being complete discipleship. Kent mentioned it as we talked about membership this morning. And complete discipleship when we worship, walk, work, and witness, the four W's we talk about. So worship, knowing and adoring him. And walk, growing to be more like him. And work, serving him inside these church walls. And witness going outside the church walls and sharing there. May Jesus Christ be glorified as we're completely His. That's our goal as we commend ourselves to God and to His Word. It says, "I coveted no one's silver or gold or apparel. You yourselves know that these hands ministered to my necessities and to those who were with me." Paul's like, "Trust me, I wasn't on the take. This wasn't about the coin, man. And and I even made it happen as a tent maker myself." And all these things I have shown you that by working hard in this way, we must help the weak and remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Bam. Uh, Lord, help me learn to give in every way possible. May I not be on the take. May I see where there's needs and pour in. Maybe it's spiritually, maybe it's physically, maybe it's an emotional moment where you're just sitting alongside them, crying with them, praying with them, hurting with them. Maybe it's just you hearing the tough story and but you're longing to be there and be a part of it with them. Make sure you're ready to give in this church, a healthy church, giving church because we grasp who our King is in his humility and his sacrifice and his gift. So you are now living it out. That's what it looks like. I love this part. It says, and when he had said these things, I can't even imagine how that ended. But he's getting done. And he's like, and lastly, forget my words. Let me quote Jesus Christ, right? And he puts it out there. It's more blessed to give than to receive. Come on, guys. That's what it's all about. Let's pray, right? It says, When he had said these things he knelt down and prayed with all of them and there was much weeping on the part of all They embraced paul and kissed him uh, Being sorrowful most of all because of the word he had spoken that they would not see his face again They grasped that this was the end. These were the words. This is what a healthy church should look like Let's go after it with all we've got Insight to the heart of paul. How much did they love him? And they accompanied him to the ship have you ever had that moment where you're saying goodbye to family and like you're sitting on the couch and you say goodbye and well, you're not just saying, okay, see ya. And they go out to the car, you like walk out to the car and you're standing there and you're shaking hands and more hugs and some tears and then they're getting in the car and then you're waving and they're honking as they go down the street, right? And then they stop the car and roll the window down, we'll miss you, right? And you're screaming it back, we will too, right? And then do you not do that? That's just us. So, right, it's just, it's a serious moment of deep, tender relationship. And this is what a healthy church should look like. Man, may we lay it all on the line. In the midst of tough struggle, all the way to the finish, sacrificing with and for one another, willing to stand in the gap and care that our God might be glorified to the ultimate end of making disciples for him. And all of God's people said, healthy church. And When we talk about planting churches here or internationally, that's what we're talking about. And uh, you know what? I'm just going to ask. I'm going to throw a curveball here. Hey, Pastor Abraham, why don't you come on up here? And uh, if you can just do me a favor. I usually close in prayer at this point. Can you just close in prayer for us? Do it in Haitian Creole, bro. Bring it for us. Internationally, God is worshiped. Amen. And sometimes it's not in English. Amen. And we're good with that. Amen bring it bro.
2: Heavenly Father, we do bless your name for who you are and what you have been doing in our our lives. We thank you for this opportunity we have together to come to your word and listen to you speaking to our heart. Now we we have come to the time to dismiss. And as we know through this week, we are going to be in so many things, working, teaching, preaching, doing things for your glory. We pray that you help us to see you working in our life, to transform the lives of the others, and to bring them into your kingdom. Bless those who love you and those who are going to be in your work, doing things, working for you, working for you, glorify you, and being your witness. Bless us through this week and give us the boldness to put our hands into the unto the enemy and shake the enemy and grab from the enemy all of our joy, peace that he robbed from us, and so we can be strengthened by your word and continue to glorify your name. Bless those who are sick and may them recover healness a healness, peace, and everything that they need from you. We thank you for the message today. And let, let us go and continue to remember the teaching that we receive and proclaim your name by multiplying the disciples everywhere we go. In Jesus' name we do pray.
0: Amen. Amen. Hey, bro, do me a favor. little Haitian Creole. Pray closed in Haitian Creole with us, will you, in Amen. your language?
2: Seigneur, nous bénissons et nous glorifions nous pour ça. Et nous prions que matin, vous continuez à assister l'église, là, à servir l'église, là, et quitter l'église à utiliser l'évangile que nous recevons le matin. Et que le travail n'a que nous pour nous capables bien faire des pour nous mettre main sur l'ennemi et prendre l'ennemi en tout ça que nous, nous pourrons, tout ça que nous te prendre dans main que prépare que nous parole, pour nous recevoir guérison, pour nous, et que nous que nous en route pour nous multiplier disciples, pour accomplir Nous bénissons toute la gloire. Au nom de jesus And
0: all of God's people said, Amen. Thank
1: you.